Chapter forty six of Fruits of the Spirit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Fruits of the Spirit by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Chapter forty six The Mystery of Heaven. The imagination cannot go far ahead of experience. It can travel simply along routes, only faintly marked by adventurous explorers, but it always needs a starting point, and it cannot project paths into wholly unknown regions. The word unimaginable suggests the limitation of the creative, pictorial faculty which has made progress possible and is the open door through which, as Dr. Bushnell said, God finds access to men. It is significant that all attempts to describe heaven end in a luminous vagueness while hell and purgatory have been not only suggested but pictured with terrifying and convincing power dante walks the awful paths of hell with commanding authority he not only sees and understands but he describes and interprets the world of punishment with compelling power and in the world of purification though less dramatic and realistic he is not less at home he knows whence flow the tears of purgatory but when the gates of paradise open in his unaccustomed feet the sight is too dazzling he cannot see for the unfamiliar brightness he speaks as one in a half-remembered dream his vision travelled far beyond his experience sin he knows and remorse and pain and tears he understands but he cannot grasp the bliss of heaven he walks the flattering step in worlds not realised the milton of paradise lost is a greater poet than the Milton of Paradise regained, and the Bible, the most concrete and definite of books, in dealing with the deep things of God and with the mysteries of man's life, in the infrequent references to heaven, strikes refuge in a symbolism which the Western reader often mistakes for pictorial imagery and is rather hindered than helped by what he reads. In literature, the great sinner is far more powerfully drawn than the great saint and the most pathetic and appealing figures in the drama and in fiction are the men and women who by breaking the law have set in motion the tremendous tragic forces the great artist finds his imagination reinforced and energized by experience when he deals with satan with agamemnon with faust with richard the third but his skill falters when he tries to paint a saint john or a galahad sin we know and all the tragic consequences that follow it in inevitable companionship but the peace which flows from perfect purity, the radiance that shines, as the old painter saw, from the faces of the sinless, the bliss that waits for those who stand at home in the presence of God, like happy children, lie beyond our experience. And try as we may, we cannot give them form or body. When we try, we become irreverent and take refuge in a kind of sentimental materialism. Or the heaven we picture is a golden cloud on the edge of the horizon, or a shining dome hanging unsupported in mid-air the world of punishment and of purification we know but the world of bliss we not only do not know but it cannot be revealed to us that is the reason why the longings of the heart are not met and the cry of the soul for power to realize the surroundings of those who have gone on into the next stage of life is not answered we are not told because we do not understand a description of the heavenly life by one who was in the heart of it would come to us in an unknown tongue nothing in our experience would interpret it to us it does not lie even in the power of the heavenly father to make these mysteries plain to us 
as it does not lie in our power to make clear to the little children we love the principles of philosophy the more abstract truths of science the revelations of ripe christian experience we can know the direction of the paths which lead us to that highest plane of living which we call heaven but we cannot see the paths we can know the elements out of which the heavenly happiness is compounded but we cannot visualize the conditions in which that happiness is shared we can neither give power and shape to the spirits of those who have departed nor dimensions and body to the things which surround them all the reports of these things with which credulous people are asked to believe are crude materialistic or so vague that they have only the substance of a dream heaven is beyond our power of imagination not because it is unreal but because it is a higher reality not yet grasped by the mind all life predicts it punishment and purification foretell and affirm it but it waits on our fuller experience to reveal it mr beecher has somewhere said that knowledge is given us in this life not to satisfy intellectual curiosity but to aid in the development of character and heaven which rests immovable on character both divine and human comes at the end of a process not of thinking but of living that is what makes it more real than the things we know more substantial and enduring than the things we paint and carve and describe when the scientist begins to experiment with a short circuit of wire he may dream of the time when messages will travel under great seas along thousands of miles of cable he cannot foresee the hour when they will fly through the air itself that vision will come only when he has mastered the resources of the wire and his experience has given his imagination a new vantage ground for further flight end of chapter forty six recording by chad horner from ballyclare in county antrim northern ireland